Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. Fuck it! Damn it! And we're in. Hey, Nelson, it's Will, um, your Double Deuce partner. Listen, I know that we had a lot on this weekend, so I thought it would be really nice to spend this time celebrating the lives of one of our good friends, Annie Morton, period. We did a whole episode about him last show, so anybody who's interested will probably enjoy this. I had originally intended it to be a Patreon exclusive, but I think this content deserves to be heard by our wider listeners. I would argue it makes a great episode. Throughout the course of his chemo treatments, Andy would invite a friend to come and sit with him because they were long, uh, upwards of four to six hours, and pretty dull. And in our time together, I brought my computer, kind of jokingly saying we'd get a recording in, and about halfway through, when we were in a little bit of a lull, Andy said, well, why don't we record now? So this is a live session interview uh, for the Patreon that we're making, I hope, for everybody with Andy at Lawrence Memorial Hospital approximately six weeks before he would go into the hospital for his final run. Um, And it's beautiful and heartfelt and ultimately sad, but I think there's a lot of hope for people who are going through the treatment process. So I hope that this will bring some light and laughter to both the folks that knew Andy and loved him, and then maybe some hope to someone who is in the middle of this. Um, Andy's story didn't didn't end well for Andy. Uh, He did pass away a few weeks back, but you know, it it wasn't exactly related to the the cancer and the chemo was something that had had helped him some till till getting closer to the end. So I hope that folks will enjoy this in the spirit in which it is intended, which is an honor uh, and a celebration of his life to play this. And again, maybe maybe a little bit of hope for people who don't know what the process is, don't know what it's like to go through it, and just need a little extra boost of knowledge slash solidarity slash stories. Stories always help me get through times when I feel alone and isolated, and I hope that maybe Andy's story can help someone with that. So we'll catch everybody on the next week, and uh, I'm going to miss your voice and your, your gentle dulcet tones and your brilliant ideas and those firm, firm fingers. Did I say too much? I think I said too much. Big beer hosts. And we're here in uh, Lawrence Memorial Hospital uh-huh. for a very special Double Deuce uh, Patreon exclusive. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's the chemo report with <laughs> Andy Morton. Uh, here we are in the cancer center, and I'm sitting in my recliner, and you're sitting on a doctor's stool. Yeah, it's a it's a real intimate, uh, real no natural lighting, lots of fluorescent, yeah. uh, to the the gentle drip of the uh, of the of the of the IV. All the chemicals going into me. <laughs> 
So uh, uh, how how you how you found uh, chemo so far? Um, and- what do you mean? That's a stupid question. It's the greatest thing in the world. I would suggest it to anybody who's looking for a new avenue in life. It sucks. I mean, it's it's chemo. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. It's it's it's, it's rough. Um, you, you, you have the express that you've been a little low on like superpowers from, from all this radiation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I've gained a few and I've lost a few. So, uh, we don't have to go into the details of what I can and can't do, but, uh, there's a lot of peeing. There's a lot. Of, uh, I haven't talked about pee and poo so much since we used to write sketches for Victor show. Ah. Uh, it's been great. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I can detest, dear listeners. I have seen the man hit the bathroom twice. Uh, he's 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 working it out here. He's yeah. working it out. Um, just waddling down the hallway, pulling my IV. It's great. Feeling cool. Yeah, you know, I used to think other things were fun, and now now I have a new hobby. But I've met some great people. But <laughs> seen some seen some wonderful walls. Well, the good news is your involuntary retirement has allowed you extra time to enjoy all of this. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a it's a full time job. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the chemo is just one aspect of it. I've been having to, uh, you know, when when you get this, uh, they install a port. Uh, just like around one of your collarbones and and they uh they put one in and it it didn't take it got it didn't get infected but it was irritating my skin and like part of that has to do with uh i found out that uh certain bandages either the adhesive or the bandages i'm like they really really do a number on my skin mm-hmm. and so that port um it was it was barking up uh being infected so they had to put another one in so i come in uh we're trying to get the the whole of the old old port uh the little divot trying to uh, trying to heal it up so i've been getting to come into lmh every day for the last mm. several last few weeks i don't even know i don't even know how long it's been anymore and uh uh they changed the gauze out and stuff so yeah i am i am in lawrence memorial hospital every day of the week at some point wow uh i can't think of anything uh more difficult than having at lmh every day i i've gotten to know people on almost all of the floors and they know my name i know theirs we say hi if we see each other uh so luckily i mean it's it's full of of nice people who who do a bang up job of I mean of their jobs. Um I've had good luck with that. So that makes it a little easier mm-hmm. to deal with. Um because you know nursing especially is not an easy job and uh everybody wants your attention, you know, at some you know, sometimes all at the same time and you're trying to get all your stuff done and i can see where it'd be really easy for them to snap yeah uh but um i've had i've here and at ku med when i was there after surgery 
I've, I've run into very, very few nurses that didn't give a shit. Right. I think there were a couple that I, maybe it was a bad day or, you know, they're not as into it as others. Some hit, you know, nurses hit burnout a lot. Um, but for the most part, I've felt like I've had, I've received excellent care at both places. Nice. I think everyone here that I've seen so far has been super nice, uh, including that they're like, like everyone, every nurse's name is Megan. Uh, there's like a ton of Megans uh, around. Um I've got a, a, an important question for you, though, that's on the minds of all of our listeners, I'm sure. Uh-huh. And that is you have spent significant time at LMH and at uh, KU Med. Um, if you were going to 28 days later and like wake up from a coma into a post-apocalyptic zombie nightmare, would you prefer that to be at LMH or would you prefer it to be uh, at KU Med and why? Oh, I'm I'm not going to answer that question because they're like children. You like them both uh, equally. Uh, That's what my mom says, but I know she likes me better than my sister. Uh, I think that the food, at, or at least the cafeteria at LMH, I like it a little better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the food to the rooms, uh, I had pretty good luck with K- KU Med. Uh, yeah. I ate a lot of pudding, though, so it's really hard to like give them props for that because you know they didn't make it. But um, I mean, yeah, I but somebody had to taste it and be like, "This is the pudding for us. This is the pudding that we want to put I, out in the world." I don't know that they had they hire pudding tasters, but <laughs> if that is such a if there is such a job as that, I'm interested. Yeah, uh, on, a, on a side note, pudding tasters is the name of my new spoken word uh, project. Oh, it's oh, it's uh, yeah, it's oh, nice. It's Megan. <laughs> <laughs> um so, so there you go there you go all right uh second important question um and this is along the similar lines we're still looking at both of the, the places but uh if you had to assign each of these lmh and ku med um that's one of the golden girls uh which golden girl would be ku med and which golden girl would be lmh and and why I'm going to be difficult on this one, uh, and, I'm gonna, and I'm not going to answer the question, but I have a very good reason why. Yeah, it's dumb. Um, oh, shots fired. Shots fired. Yeah, no, I, 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 I don't know on that. I really, I can tell you, uh, maybe LMH. LMH might be Dorothy. That that would track. That and, would track. Uh, at KU Med, what's it? I can't remember. Rose, yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. It's a pretty good answer they're, for they're some. Very, they're very, they're very, yeah. There's a good answer to a bad question, but it. it um, Listen, I'm not Terry Gross here, motherfucker, but I am trying. Shan, you never will be. Oh, you're more of a Corey Flintoff. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Corey Feldman there for a second. I'm gonna be even more offended, but that's okay. I'll get over it. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, this hasn't been fun. And the interview or the no, 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 no. Well, okay. no I'm the, the interviews. Okay, uh, but you know, it took. I'd been in the hospital a couple times, starting right after Christmas last year, and uh, and they knew that something was wrong with with uh, my colon. I had what's called a fistula. That forms formed. One doctor referred to it as a wormhole that went into my bladder. So, 
those those two organs are not supposed to communicate. Uh, and I had sepsis at one point, or mild sepsis, but they we kind of caught it in time. Um, and so they knew that they had to take out a fistula and and maybe part of the colon. That was that was what we knew. Mm -hmm. uh, they were going to take out a chunk of it, and but they couldn't do a colonoscopy for like several months. So uh, because everything was just on fire inside me, uh, and uh, so we had, I had to get a uh, a pick line inserted into my arm, which. Uh, not exactly the most fun and at one point it broke and they had to do it again uh, which was even yeah. less fun but, um, uh, and then I, so I was taking antibiotics as uh, I would do them myself every day and they had come in these these uh, bulbs that they look kind of like grenades but uh uh, so I'd have to remember to do that every day. And um, so I did that for a couple months and to try and get me ready for a, a colonoscopy. And that's when they found uh, uh, some cancer in the colon. So the doctor that I have here at LMH was, uh, he's fantastic. His name is Dr. Conklin, and he said, you know, I'm a damn good surgeon, but we can't do this. They were very worried about what may have happened to the bladder. And so he referred me, he said, we're moving, we're moving you to KU Med. Uh, so, it, so the surgery got pushed back about a month. And uh, when I went in, uh, we knew that there, there, there were going to be two surgeons. There was going to be the, the colorectal guy and um, a doctor, not guy, and a, a, a urologist a, a surgeon. And uh, the colon doctor, he had the he had the uh, he had the good end of the deal, and he probably took about you know an hour, hour and a half. He did his thing, cut out part of my colon, and then the urologist got in there. And uh, basically, I was told that um, my bladder looked like it, a bomb had gone off. And uh, so they removed 90% of my bladder and formed what's called a neobladder. And it's taking parts from intestines and forming a new bladder. Uh, so I got a new one. And that took that doctor, Dr. Wire is his name, and he was fantastic. And he, we had, you know, had some consultations and, you know, the fear was that you know, there are all sorts of outcomes and you don't want a bunch of them. And one of the most extreme was that I'd have an ostomy bag for the rest of my life. And I guess when I said that, whatever, whatever look was on my face, he read it and he knew I, I was not, not going to be a fan of that one. And uh, he busted his ass in surgery and he was in there for I. I can't remember how long it was. Of course, I was out, but I mean, he was six or seven hours. He worked on on me making this new bladder, and uh, that's what I have now. And still learning how to use stuff. Uh, there's some 
processes that uh, won't go into details of them because you probably don't hear them. But um, uh, there's a learning curve, and uh, sometimes I have to go to the bathroom a lot. And and one of the things they told me was that I wouldn't have that sensation. It usually doesn't happen, but I wound up getting it. Uh, so I can tell when I have to go to the bathroom, uh, which can, it comes in handy. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, but you know, it's still it's still a process, and now we're into chemo. This is the third treatment that I've had out of twelve. So this can go on for a little bit. Yes, it's probably about six months total, and uh, here we are. You know, it's we've hung out in more fun places. Yeah. It's true. It's true, and we the, like the drinks here are rubbish. Uh, they don't they don't mix a very good Jack and Coke, uh, even if you ask nicely. Why? Well, yeah, I can't even I can't even drink it unless it's room temperature or chemo because super sensitive to cold. At least uh, it'll last like probably five or six days. Uh, it depends, but uh, like if I have a a glass of ice, even ice water, or, you know, we get it, you know a drink of pop or whatever it is like i have to put a napkin or two around the glass so i can pick it up because it feels like if you, if you if you monkey around with it too long it feels like frostbite in your fingers Ooh. and uh oh yeah there's a good zap on it and and it especially immediately after chemo like for a couple of days it's real fast uh my my mom who has just been a saint through all of this and has helped every step of the way takes me to the hospital every day and uh, appointments and whatnot oh speaking uh, of yeah he's here now hi mama got started late yeah yeah um, it's been a yeah uh so she came over and i had that cold sensitivity and i had to ask her to change uh my ice trays and refill them because I couldn't touch it. She said, look, it's so I'll do it. I'll do it today, but I can't, I can't come over and change your, make you new ice for six months. She just um, walked in. So, so, so the listening public, should they send, send koozies? Is that, is that, the, uh, <laughs> that, is that what you're hoping for here? I hadn't even really thought about that. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, kind of, works both ways. It's not, it's not like I don't have any somewhere. You know? True. Koozies just happen. They're um, well, listen, I, I, I think we probably ought to uh, cut off here pretty soon, but I did want to ask, um, you know, one one thing that you'd mentioned earlier that I thought was really germane to people who may be kind of interested is, you know, it's not been the easiest journey, and you, yet you've maintained, you know, I think for the most part, a fairly positive attitude, uh, and, and you said that it's been kind of remarked on. Um, so how are you managing that uh, when it's such a kind of so much rough stuff going on? How are you keeping it positive during all this? It's day by day and some days are rougher than others. But, uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit before we started recording. Uh, I don't necessarily broadcast the rough days, the cloudy ones, but um, but it, it goes away. It, and, you know, humor's my thing. The darker, the better. And what choice do I have? Yeah. You know, I can sit around and be miserable and boo-hoo, or I can kind of attack it in the way that I I best deal with it. Um, I haven't had any, like, 
haven't had any of those moments where I felt completely overwhelmed. Well, that's not quite true. Because uh, it does happen once in a while, but like I haven't, I haven't thought like, oh, it's gonna get you. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why, and it could happen at any moment. But uh, you know, it's it just keep on keeping on. I, what what choice do I have? Yeah. Um, I think the idea for folks, you know, who who haven't experienced um, cancer or chemo is is a pretty terrifying idea um, process. If, yeah. If you were gonna kind of give one piece of advice. I know it may be too early in the process to even do this, but I just thought I'd throw it out there. If there's a, any advice you'd give to someone who maybe had this diagnosis and wanted to know kind of if, 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 anything that you, you might say around it that you maybe hadn't thought of or that you, that's occurred to you or. I, I think it goes back to what I just said, uh, you know, uh, no, I don't want to do it. Like, like I said, there's a, we've done plenty of other things that are way more entertaining and fun than this, but uh, it has to be done. I don't have a choice. Yeah. Well, I do, but I mean, the outcome is drastically different. And uh, you just you just head down and push forward and hope for the best. It's kind of like when you go to Worlds of Fun on a weekend and it's really crowded, and you're like, "Well, I have to get through this." Yes, well, it's exactly like going to Worlds of Fun. Yeah. Well, that's uh, all the time we have for today. <laughs> See you later. Chemo out. This has been Double Deuce Podcast. If you thought the intro sounded bad, this outro sounds even worse. Thanks for listening. I don't know how you did, but if you're trying to listen to more, we're everywhere. Libsyn, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, fucking everywhere. That's right. Wherever fine podcasts are made, we'll be there. Also, you can reach out to us on social medias. We're at Double Deuce Pod on Twitter. We're at Double Deuce Podcast on Facebook. And our email is DoubleDeucePod at gmail.com. Finally, if you want to support us, get our Patreon on patreon.com backslash double deuce pod yeah we got all kinds of stuff on there we got me talking about things i'm seeing we got extra minis that like the minis you find in the decaduces we got will singing or if you want to pay for him not to sing there is a way to pay for no singing the world's your oyster all kinds of stuff all kinds of stuff so much stuff that's patreon.com backslash double deuce pod yeah yeah Sorry, when you're like, wherever fine podcasts are found, I just kept thinking about that Tom Jones speech at the end of Grapes Wrath. It's like, whatever, there's a cop beating on a fine podcast. We'll be there. <laughs> Double deuce. Good episode.